Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Joseph Stalin, Abraham Lincoln, Norm MacDonald, and your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother are all in a room together. Now, this is not the start to a joke. This is a picture of the future. That's right. All of these different people who are not alive today will one day live again and they will live at the same time and be able to talk to each other. And most importantly, they will be taught God's way. It's almost impossible to comprehend a scenario like this. And yet, your Bible guarantees it will happen. Every year, members of the Philadelphia Church of God actually commemorate a holy day observance called the last great day. And this is about a time well over 1,000 years in the future. When all of the billions of people who have ever lived and died, many, many more who are living now, but will die before Jesus Christ returns, all of those people who never knew God, who never had a chance to live his abundant way of life, will live again. And they will be given a fair shot with every possible advantage to choose life, real life, not physical life that ends in death, but physical life that will turn into everlasting spiritual life in God's family. That is a guaranteed part of your future. You can be there to witness this. Now, first, let's notice that the last great day is a commanded holy day observance. Let's understand why members of the PCG keep this day every single year. Leviticus 23, starting in verse 34, it describes the seven-day Feast of Tabernacles. I spoke to you about that last week on the show. The Feast of Tabernacles pictures the 1,000-year rule of Jesus Christ on earth. So this is, of course, after his second coming. 
Leviticus 23, verse 35 says, The first day of the seven-day feast is a holy day. It's a high annual Sabbath, a high day. Verse 36 now says, On the eighth day shall be a holy convocation unto you. Another day for giving and offering, a holy day of great rejoicing. So, if the Feast of Tabernacles is seven days long, but then on the eighth day is a holy day, we are talking about a separate and distinct holy day. Another observance in God's master plan, his holy day plan. And yes, it is attached to the end of the Feast of Tabernacles. So wherever members of the PCG travel around the world to keep the feast, they will remain at that site to keep the last great day at the end as well. And it is important to make that distinction and to treat this day as a separate day, even though it's also the eighth day in a row of living like royalty and rejoicing together at a lovely feast site. It's called a feast site, but it's also where we keep the last great day, not just the Feast of Tabernacles, but also the last great day. This is a different event and it pictures the time beyond the 1000 year rule of Jesus Christ when all those billions who lived and died before Christ's return will be resurrected and of course you can imagine <laughs> they're going to be quite confused at first they're not going to know what's going on this whole time they have been as the bible says asleep they have not been alive in heaven or hell or purgatory there has been no consciousness no human who has ever died has since known what has happened to him. He has simply decomposed. He's not come back to life as an insect or an animal either. All of these views of the afterlife are just a grave <laughs> misunderstanding of what God actually plans for us. Death is sleep, literal unconsciousness, having no idea what's going on in the world above, just buried in the ground. And yet the potential remains for us to live again. That's what the last great day is all about, specifically focusing on those who never knew God. 
There are also people throughout history who have been called by God and given his Holy Spirit and remained loyal and served him. Those people will be resurrected at Christ's return. They won't have to wait until after the thousand years, after the world tomorrow. But all those who didn't know God, they are pictured by the last great day. This is just an outstanding holy day. Like I said, people from all different epochs of history, every nation, every language, every belief system, every race, everyone will live again. Now, when we understand that, it adds a lot of clarity to a lot of commonly asked religious questions. For example, critics will often accuse the God of the Old Testament of being unnecessarily cruel. Why would that cruel, mean God... Wipe out entire nations in the Old Testament. Why would he do that? That's a good question. And it's a question that plenty of traditional Christians today have no idea how to answer. But think about it this way. God created those people. And so, of course, he has the ultimate say who lives and dies anyway. That is his right. But also think about how those people will live again. They will live again. That's pictured by the last great day. All the Canaanites, all the Gentile nations that God drove out so that Israel could take their place. They will live again. And leave aside the fact that they were engaged in all types of abominable practices like tossing their own babies into the fire. They did, in a lot of ways, deserve death. So it wasn't just God administering the death penalty on them for no reason either. But just think about it. They will live again. That was not the end for those people. When we understand that, all of a sudden, it seems a whole lot less cruel, doesn't it? When we realize that physical life is not real life, when it's just a training ground for the life to come after the resurrection, Okay, so sometimes physical life is cut short. But a time is coming when literally no one's life will be cut short. Your Bible in 1 Corinthians 15 speaks of the last enemy to be defeated being death. Death literally won't exist anymore. Is that not a cause for 
jumping for joy, weeping with delight. How much pain have humans experienced because of the death of loved ones? And not knowing what comes next, clinging to physical life because they think that's the only life. All those people will live again. And at that time, death will be over. It will be canceled. No more death. Isaiah 65 and verse 20 elaborates on this point. No death. After the thousand years, after the world tomorrow, every person will be given a long life. And in fact, during the world tomorrow as well, everyone will have an entire regular human lifespan to learn God's way, to put that way into practice, and to choose, to permanently choose life. Isaiah 65, verse 20, There shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man that has not filled his days. For the child shall die a hundred years old, but the sinner, being a hundred years old, shall be accursed. So we will have, those people in the future will have 100 years. Now that could just be an approximation. It could be exact. I'm not totally sure about that. But the, the principle stands. Every human will have about a century to choose life. Does it get much more sad than the stories of maybe an infant somehow dying in the crib overnight? Or like we heard with that drone strike that took out an entire large family in Afghanistan, all those young children, their lives cut so short, decades and decades short. It's just heartbreaking to think about that. But the good news is they will live again. They will live again after the millennium during this time we picture on the holy day called the last great day. Every fall we keep this day and we rejoice. This represents a chance at eternal life for billions of people. People who maybe live their entire lives the first time with no hope, no joy, no purpose, no understanding of truth. And yet the next time they're alive, they'll have it all. 
Absolutely everything. John 7, verse 37, talks about the last great day. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Verse 38, He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So Jesus Christ himself, as a human man, spoke on the last great day. And what he was speaking about applies directly to the fulfillment of the last great day. Where anyone after that resurrection can come to God and drink spiritual rivers of living water. They will be made alive. They will thrive by drinking that living water. The flowing Holy Spirit, the power of God given to people who choose. God's spiritual truth pouring into their minds, making sure they're well-fed and filled spiritually. They will have access to God when they never even knew him the first time they were alive. All of this pictured on the annual holy day called the last great day. The late Worldwide Church of God founder Herbert W. Armstrong wrote a booklet titled Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days, which he talks about this proclamation by Jesus Christ in John 7. This was Jesus' sermon giving the meaning of the last great day. That's what Mr. Armstrong wrote. Jesus Christ himself kept the last great day. Everyone will continue to keep this day for thousands and thousands of years to come. And he explained what this day is all about. There is a resurrection after the millennium. So often we put our focus on that thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ. And yet God's plan continues even beyond that. And for infinity beyond that. We humans have to stretch our minds to even try to comprehend this. A thousand years... 6,000 years of mankind being cut off from God up to this point. It just goes on and on and on. Time means nothing to God. He's not bound by it. The last great day 
is a day of judgment. The word judgment often has a bad connotation, as if being judged automatically means being doomed. However, you know by the parallel of an actual court case, a judge always has to rule in somebody's favor as well. You can also be judged worthy or innocent in a courtroom. But the idea is here that God has waited all this time. By the time these billions of people are resurrected after the millennium, he will have waited 7,000 years of human history, withholding final judgment on all of these people, no matter how bad they might have been, like Joseph Stalin killing millions of people. Yes, even people like that haven't been finally judged and condemned. They didn't know any better. They didn't know God's truth. They didn't have access to the rivers of living water, but they will the next time they're alive. The eighth day, the last great day, Mr. Armstrong wrote, pictures the completion of the plan of redemption. The completion of all human beings being given access to God. No human left behind unless we choose to be left behind. Revelation 20 talks all about the last great day. It mentions the book of life, which is a type of salvation being opened. Revelation 20, verse 12. Mr. Armstrong writes, Revelation presents the final view of the judgment day as the present material heaven and earth are perishing and the faithful are receiving their eternal reward at the throne of Christ. That's right. Even the world that has been renewed during the millennium will melt away and be replaced by another world again <laughs> before God himself comes down to earth with new Jerusalem. And in this transition, that's when all these people are being judged as well. And they'll be given a real opportunity to live God's way. These are God's feast days, God's holy days. The last great day shows that God has long patience. He hasn't given up on you or me or anybody yet. Even those who are already dead, even those who were a total failure their entire physical lives. He hasn't given up. People who never knew God and never had a chance will live again 
and they will receive a real chance at eternal life. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.